children, I have a question for you this morning that we're going to start with. I want to hear who lives in your house. I have time to hear from a couple of you. Who lives in your house? Adela, who lives in your house? Okay, my mom, my dad, my cats, and me. How about you? Who lives in your house? This guy, your brother, and your mom, and your dad, all four of you. Zarina, who lives in your house? Your mom, your dog, and your brother. How about you? And your dog. I love all these pets being included in the family. Riley, who lives in your house? Okay, mom, grandma, three cats, and pug Gus. Okay, all different kinds of family. Okay, kids, here's the next question. Why is it good to have at least one grown-up living in your house? What are the advantages of having a grown-up living in your house? Jamail. So the house doesn't explode. Excellent, Theo. So that nothing really, really bad like your house exploding can happen to you. Uh, Serena, again. The house won't burn down. Okay, so that bad things won't happen. What about good things that happen when there's a grown-up in the house? Miriam. There's a lot of peace. What else is there a lot of? Yeah, James. The house, the house won't explode. Okay, that's a positive thing. Um, Claire, is your hand up? Good food in your house? Yeah, what else? Anything else? Riley. Donuts. Hmm. You wanna, why don't you keep thinking about it and tell me what you come up with later. Okay, so the advantage of having a grown-up in the house includes the house not exploding and having things like good food in the house, right? Protection, all that kind of thing. It's really good to live with a grown-up, right? Peaceful. Well, God is the grown-upest grown-up ever, and he wants to live with us for many of the same reasons, okay? So today in the Bible, we heard that God's goal in bringing his people out of Egypt was that he would be able to move in and live with them. So in Exodus 29, he says, I'm the Lord their God who brought them out of the land of Egypt that I might dwell with them. And here in chapter 25, in the part of the Bible that we heard today, um, he gives them all kinds of instructions about how to make him a special tent to live in in the middle of their camp where all their tents were. Um, and, and he says in Exodus 25, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. I want to camp with my people. And it's all the same advantages of having a grown-up live in your house, right? Protection, provision, um, guidance. He told them when to, where to go, where they needed to be, and when, right? And his love. So when the tabernacle, when God's tent was finished, the Lord moved into it. It was like moving day. And his glory came down on it. So we've got this on a slide as well. I want to show you this picture of move-in day when God moved into his special tent in the middle of all their tents, okay? After God did this, the people could see that he was in his tent because his presence was there in a cloud by day and in a fire in the tabernacle by night. So you can go ahead and take that down. Here's my next question for you kids. When you walk by somebody's house at night and the lights are on, what does that tell you? What information does that give you about them? If you walk by somebody's house and the lights are on, 
what does that tell you about them? Yeah. That they're still awake. What else? They're busy. They're doing something. They're awake. They're doing something. What else? You guys want to, what are your ideas? We have a whole little cadre here. They're asleep with the lights on. That's always a possibility. Zarina, what do you think? They're cooking. They're doing something. They're awake. Yes? They're home. Yeah, they're there. They're home. They're awake. They're doing something. So imagine that you were an Israelite kid after God moved into the tabernacle, and you went outside of your tent for a breath of fresh air at night, maybe right before bedtime, and you saw the lights on in the tabernacle. The fire of God's presence was there. It would tell you all the same things, wouldn't it, that God was there, that he was awake, and that he was doing things. So God wants to live with us, too. And it's actually one of the biggest themes in the Bible. That's the idea that starts the Bible and it ends the Bible, that God wants to live with his people. So in Children's Church today, you're going to get to look at this book a little bit more and hear a little bit more about how this works for us today. God wanting to live with us as the grown-upest grown-up there is. So let me pray for you guys. Lord, we thank you for these children. Thank you that you like them and love them enough to want to move in and live with them. And I pray that they would know what a treasured gift that is and how treasured they are by you, um, especially as they spend time together this morning. In Jesus' name.